before we get started, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Jugo the Card Game. Like all submission matches, the objective of the game is to build a sequence of techniques and positional domination that will ultimately lead you to a submission. If you get a submission, you win the game. Game's over. But on your way to the submission, things happen, right? Just like in a real jiu-jitsu match, things don't always go as planned. You might hit your opponent with a solid sequence of attacks, but they might have an escape card or they might have a reversal card or maybe a mischief card. You know what I'm talking about when I say mischief? Mischief is like when the other person does some crazy unexpected nonsense that isn't supposed to work, but somehow did work and got them out of whatever bad spot they were in. That's mischief. And that's a card in the deck. The deck that's currently available is the basic white belt deck, which includes your standard issue white belt techniques, such as the single leg takedown, butterfly sweep, over under pass, Toriano pass, Kimura submission, armbar submission, rear naked choke, all the, all the basic things that we all learn in the first year. But in the near future, there will be a promotion, a belt promotion deck, and that can be added to the original deck. So maybe uh, the blue belt deck will have a daily heva guard, or maybe a lapel guard, worm guard, or maybe some leg locks if we get up into the brown belt deck, or uh, you know black belt deck with uh, some heel hooks and some toe holds. Not only that, but there will also be specific athlete cards or team decks. So you might have like an, an Autos, Team Autos add-on deck or a Team Gracie Baja add-on deck. So you imagine you could finish someone with the Edwin Najmi Flying Triangle or the Homolo Bajao Knee Cut or the Lucas Hulk's famous Cartwheel Pass. And of course, we can't forget the Hingertine. Maybe we'll see a Hingertine card in the future. It's a super cool game. Once you start playing it, you'll be super impressed. You're going to wonder how this guy came up with this idea. It's actually really, really impressive and really, really intricate, but also very, very intuitive. It's an easy way to get your jiu-jitsu fix when you aren't near a training facility. If you're sitting at work and you're bored and you're, you're jonesing for your jiu-jitsu, you basically have jiu-jitsu in your pocket. Bust it out, teach someone how to play it within five minutes, and then you guys are off. You get your little jiu-jitsu fix. Check it out at their website www.jugoplay.com and follow them on Instagram at jugoplay. And I believe there's a discount code, Mattburn. I actually don't remember what the discount is, but I believe there is a discount code and it's Mattburn. So use it and see what kind of discount you get and let me know how much it is because I think it's 10%, but I'm not actually sure. Either way, check it out. Try the Mattburn discount code and Support your fellow jujitsu entrepreneurs. In person. That's nope. right. Welcome back to the American Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Ooh, ooh don't call it we, that. This oh, is oh the I'm sorry. This you don't the, represent America? This is the Matt Burn podcast. This is what podcast. I was trying to get to the bottom of. It's a Matt Burn podcast, motherfucker. Don't forget it. And right. with us today is the notorious Jiu-Jitsu rabble rouser. The American leader, also representing American Jiu-Jitsu. The he's, rabble he's rouser guiding us. himself, Tanner, the ginger, Rice. How are you doing, Tanner? I'm doing pretty good. How, uh, so t- kind of, can you just kind of lay out what happened exactly? Because social media, as you know, is just like 
absolutely full we don't, of bullshit. We don't know what to believe anymore, so we're just going straight to the source. Tell us from the beginning, what what was the issue? When did you close? What set you off? Is what I want to know. And then what made you come back? <laughs> what and, turned you into the, the the what turned you into the reckless lunatic that you are now? Because you, you used to be a pretty level headed guy, as I remember. And now you're just like causing all sorts he's of problems. A, he's now like a vigilante. I'm surprised for, you're, well, we had, you're probably we had on a hit list. Shasta County for like the longest time, you know? Shasta then, County? Yeah. Okay. And you got, you guys don't know where that is, but it, I mean, Josh does. Kind it's, up of. In, it's up in Oregon, I, I right? do, I do. It's in Oregon. No, it's I'm in just kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, so we had no cases and it was just kind of looking like, that was like the very beginning of this like whole thing with the CDC kind of overblowing things and then you know we we're trying to work with our landlord try to get things covered or at least delayed um he wasn't working with us he ended up raising rent because we like obviously we kind of lost our head a little bit when he wouldn't work with us and then uh so after that we just decided to open and we didn't even mean for this to happen like it was a you didn't mean to start you mean you didn't mean to start a revolution yeah i didn't costing mean people's lives yeah <laughs> Shut up. You know that's not even true. So let's I just clarify that in the beginning because like let's time, let's clarify. So Here's the Tanner, thing. Tanner, Tanner, be prepared for Keenan to interrupt you multiple times. I'm not I'm no, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> I wanna I wanna lay a little bit of backstory because it seems like okay. one of the biggest issues that people in our community have is not understanding that there's a timeline of events and over time the situation changes. And in the beginning of this whole situation, there was no way that anyone could know how dangerous this virus was. It was like, there's some sort of pandemic. Yeah. Like everyone was scared. Yeah. And that warrants caution. Yeah. yeah. And you have to act cautiously. So it's like taking the alternative stance from the very beginning is incredibly ignorant and stupid because it's like, what if it's just the, what if like it could be a biological weapon. It could have some sort of crazy long lasting effect. So I was, I was down to close everything down talking right now because i'd be the biggest asshole in the world right and and i think there was a time for everyone to like wait and pause for a second we did what everyone at what the government asked as far as like like flattening the curve we did it but then obviously the issue was that there seems to be people who are not willing to like well they keep transition they, out. they keep it's, moving the goalposts as they say right? right yeah yeah so let's let's hear more about tanner's perspective of how that played out go okay. ahead go ahead and continue tanner so when, when that started to, like, obviously it wasn't as bad as people thought, or maybe we did lower the curve, I think it was just blown out of proportion, in my personal opinion. That's what it seems like to from me the, now, too. Yeah, from the get-go. And whether they just made a mistake or not, you know, they just didn't come out and go, oh, we made a freaking mistake, you know? So um, after that, I decided to open, and then we heard about, you know, um, then the, you know, the first thing that happened with me is the chief of police called me and said somebody ratted us out, obviously. So... Um, we think they were next door neighbor because she's kind of a, an asshole. So um, we were ratted out. We got a letter about two days later saying, hey, you guys should shut down. It'd be a huge convenience to the public. Um, follow the governor's orders, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so we just continued going. And we called the head of the health department and said, hey, if you guys try to lock us down, um, we're going to, you know, we're going to sue. We're going to go to that point, right? Like, the mm-hmm. Take it to court, and so far we've only gotten visits from cops, and the cops are like super supportive. Um, but you know they're sent there because and warning us like, hey, you could get locked down, you could get six months in jail, you could like all these things. And based on your based on your understanding, is that like a viable outcome? Like, do they have any sort of legal 
like, are there legal repercussions that can actually be enforced or does it seem like you're protected? It's kind of bonkers that they threaten to put you in jail for six months while they're letting out criminals. Like that doesn't make any sense at all. Like I know a cop here in San Diego who says he cannot take people to jail. Brian, uh, he said he arrested the same guy for grand theft auto stealing cars four times and he cannot take him to jail. He just gives him uh, a summons, a a ticket to to appear. He cannot take him to jail. He just arrests him, writes it down. So what's the situation, Tanner? How, how is that playing out up there? Um, so right now, like I got a call from the cop three nights ago. It was like eight o'clock. So the gym's already closed. And like, Hey, the health department might come by tonight or tomorrow. Like, I'm going to give you a fine. You know, I just want to let you know. Some random police officer <laughs> called me. So I'm like, okay. Right. Which didn't make any sense because we're already closed. Right. So, and we were waiting around for him all day the next day with gym open, running normal classes and nobody ever dropped by because. You know, I don't know. They're just, I think it's, they called you to tell you they were going to come give you a ticket, and then they didn't. Yeah. So is is it like a constitutional issue? That what what is the actual legality as you understand it? I mean, obviously, none of us are lawyers, but I'm, you've had <laughs> experience. Say, what do you? So well, have, what do you expect from Tanner? T- Tanner knows because he's actually dealing with the situation. So what's the situation? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not a lawyer either. I'm a gym rat that accidentally, you know, started this whole thing. But um, so what happened? So I I had this. Jim or this uh the meeting with uh, a lawyer in Stockton and he was telling us like there has been one person in California in total like like you know how many 30 million people that uh, that's actually filed a lawsuit against the government just that one that just one what and I was like you've got to be kidding me I would have thought there so was like thousands. yeah so we'll let you know how that goes so a week went by, like, yeah, they dropped the case. We went to court, you know, they, they had nothing to stand on. There was nothing for anyone to, like, put against this person. For, and it was a gym owner. It was a CrossFit gym owner in uh, Sacramento. The, the, gym owner, the gym owner is suing the government. Yep. Okay. And, yeah, and, uh, they couldn't do anything. And the guy just remained open. So after that, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to stay open because this is obviously – you know, not going to work for them. So the, the gym owner um, won the case or they, yeah. you said it got thrown out immediately. immediately. Like, so, there was just nothing. So what are they arresting people on? Like what charges do, what do they tell you when they arrest about, someone? Like I haven't heard anybody here getting arrested, but I've heard people getting fined and, um, you know, they can't even back that up. There's no, yeah. What's the fine say? Like, what is the verbiage? It's, it's, on a, that? Well, it's an um, order. You know, it's like the same thing. You, you know, you, you failed to comply with the governor's orders. Well, it's like, okay, well, they're not laws, right? So yeah, I don't we're know. not breaking yeah. any, any laws. There's nothing you can do to make me pay this thousand dollars for any of this. Yeah. I mean, more power to you, man. I, it's been frustrating for me. Cause like I, I was definitely like overcautious in the beginning and I shut my da- down the gym really early because it seemed like my reasoning for shutting down early and making that video was it se- like I saw that across the world, everywhere, everywhere was shutting down slowly and then it turned bad. And I was like, well, if we haven't experienced the bad part of it yet, we should probably just shut down early and maybe that'll have some sort yeah. of effect. The, the big push was the sooner we start the lockdown, the sooner it's over. Yeah. Right. So that's and they, what I was start, they started with 14 days. Right. And yeah. then they extended 30 days and then they extended again. And that's what's pissing everyone off. It's like, yeah, we agreed to close down for a specific period of time. That time passed. The, the curve was flattened. And then now everyone's wondering, well, why do you guys keep pushing back the goalpost? Like, and some people are not well, getting yeah, it. I don't know. Do 
guys hear about that rodeo we had here? I heard, in, uh, yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. What what happened? I mean, Josh has been here. Is there's like Cottonwood is like maybe fifteen hundred people. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the boonies, and it's on the outside of Reading, and that's where I live. So the rodeo decided to happen on Mother's Day. It's like a, a thing that, that just happens every Mother's Day. So two thousand people went. Right, and then the governor heard about it and was like, "Okay, well, you guys just extended Shasta County. We're going to extend Shasta County's lockdown two more months because you guys held a rodeo." <laughs> like, right, like, it's almost like a like a punishment, like right? your children. Yeah, yeah like what? Man, you know, so, I can't yeah. stand the language they use. They use such condescending language. It's like, crazy, but it's so cool that there's actually action you can take against it and that you can kind of just be like, well, that's actually not legal for you guys to do. So we're just going to continue as normal. I think that's great. And I think that kind of shows so the, the greatness and also the shittiness of the U.S. <laughs> it's like this, man. Americans are risk takers. Like since the very beginning of time, yeah. Americans just love taking risk for the sake of opportunity. Right. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, all the, the people got on the ships, crossed the ocean, having no idea where they were going all the settlers that moved across the country West. Like they're just risks. They're risk takers. That's what Americans do. We take risks for the sake of opportunity. So, so this is what I want to know. Speaking of risk takers. So my, my um, biggest issue with reopening like right away, like t how long have you been reopened now? A few weeks, a couple, three weeks yeah, or something. This is, uh, third week. Yeah. So I've been holding off kind of just like keeping my eye on things, trying to understand. And like, I still have gym construction going on. So it's actually kind of convenient that this all happened so I can finish up the gym construction without it interfering with people's training and stuff. For the record, we're streaming out of the podcast room. Yeah. At my gym. So the, the new podcast room. So, um, how, how was it for the people that wanted to come back to training? Was anyone concerned about the, the interaction, like the close quarters interaction, did people like want you to have follow like the super clean cleaning protocols, which really would make no sense if you're in a jujitsu gym anyway. How many people showed up to class with a face mask on? It, nobody, <laughs> not one person. And yeah. there was tons of people, like, so out of, I think we have like 115 students. And um, out of those students, we had two families and one adult call, like, or he didn't call us, texted us and go, oh, this is like, you're doing the wrong thing and like, you know, said a bad, bunch of bad things, right? And like, we'll never support you again. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. And, but, you know, because the majority was positive. So Were they were they kind of um, dicks about it? Oh, yeah, they were dicks. Oh. Like, we'll never, yeah. We, we'll never was, support you but, again. You know, which is fine, yeah. right? Like, I, we really didn't care. You can be cordial but, about it. Uh, yeah, but, uh, so, but everybody was positive. Our classes had actually, actually been busier, busier because of, um, you know, all the publicity we've gotten. So, you know, we've had people traveling here, actually. Oh, <laughs> nice. Just yeah, I was cool. thinking about traveling out there to, to go say what's up. Shut up. They got nothing but time now. Yeah, I, for money. Man, I'm not doing anything important right now. I like driving. Yeah, that's a, man. It's such a such a strange situation. I feel like we're all going to look back on this. Well, we're we're oh. going to look back in one of two scenarios. One, we're going to be like, "Damn, we shouldn't have opened up again because somehow there's some crazy resurgence and it they the med the healthcare system isn't adequately prepared." I guess that is a potential future that we face. I don't think the healthcare system will ever be overwhelmed because if there is a surge in cases, they will just try to shut us down again. They're just going to start shutting. Oh, we have a nurse here that was flown out to Houston for. Uh for a month and they were just getting prepared for like an outbreak to happen. Yeah, right. So they had happened. a bunch of nurses fly in, nothing happened. Crazy. Just, 
You know? Like yeah, all those field hospitals that it, didn't get It just used. goes to show that really no one knows what's going on. Like you just can't track this incredibly tiny little thing that is just spread through human air. Just being in the similar vicinity. Just, there's not enough capability and organization to actually track something like this. So it's all guesswork. We just need more time. But just, well, that, I mean, there'll never be enough time. Like, look at all the other viruses throughout history. That's the thing, too. It's like we've literally lived with dangerous microbes for millions of years. Well, and I did read that there was only one virus that was ever truly eradicated off the planet. What's that one? Smallpox. It's like actually gone. It's gone. So it's possible. That actually, it actually, I believe it. Ex- I believe it exists in a vial in yeah. the government in the government uh, basement. <laughs> Somewhere. I mean, for study or something. It's not, yeah, I, sure. I doubt anything's ever truly eradicated. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a complicated situation. And, and, and what's fucked up about it is that truly all of us want the same thing. Everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to be able to make a living, run their businesses, be safe, and not have the government, you know, shitting all over our rights. Like, everybody wants these same things. It's just everyone disagrees on the path to get there. But it, it almost seems like not everyone disagrees. It seems like the majority of people do have the same view that you just described. There's but a shift. There's, a, there's an online community oh, that yeah. seems to be very <laughs> against it. And it's like they're, they're incredibly vocal. But they're, like, like Tanner said, one person from his gym. Like in reality, yeah. the reality does not reflect the internet situation. Right. Because everyone is on the internet. We all see these really vocal people that take a stance. And I, I mean, people are going to say that I was one of those people. But like... I, th- I think I have an alibi of it being in the beginning. I think I went about it in somewhat of a rational way, or at least how I justified it in my own mind. Yeah, you guys are in a big city too. So, I mean, that was we shut down probably, I think it was like 10 days after I saw that video of you shutting down. So yeah. I thought you were just like, oh, Keenan's being a pussy. But then I was like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's... <laughs> You're not the I first one to think and- that. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah. just, it's such a strange situation because there's just so little accurate information to go on that everyone just has to make their own individual choice. And right. that, that goes down to the actual clients that are coming into the gym. Everyone that's going into Tanner's gym right now, I'm sure they're fully aware of the situation. Like, how right. could you not be aware of what is happening in the world and that if you go and are interacting with people in close contact, you're at a higher risk of getting this virus that has a very convoluted story about its actual danger like it's like oh it's super dangerous or oh it's 50 times less dangerous than previously reported and it's like no one reports accurate news and then there's the fact that you know china didn't shut down international travel for like two months after they found out that corona was happening right yeah that's a lot of traveling so it's like a lot of people already have immunities anyway yeah it's crazy and so i don't know i just think if they did try to flatten the curve they were really late so yeah, it, it just doesn't seem like there's good solutions. And even if there was a good solution, people wouldn't agree on it. And so we're stuck in this not like there's no solutions being proposed. So it's just an indefinite waiting. And yeah. then that responsibility gets passed to the individuals because the politicians don't want to take responsibility one way or the other and be wrong. Here's a question for you guys. Would you respect the government if they sat down and they were like, you know what, guys, we fucked up. We're sorry. We made a mistake. Absolutely. Would you respect that or would you, cruci- would you crucify them? Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, would. we would talk shit, but it'd also be like, that's how the government is supposed to act, really. It's that's like what any for the yeah, good of the people. responsible individual would do, right? That's what we respect individuals for doing that. But but it seems like both sides had aspects that they, were, they are or were wrong about, you know? Everybody's it, wrong about something. And it's just like, it's so easy to justify either reason. Well, not really. Like, at this point, it's like, if you feel like you are in danger, you can still stay home. And yeah. plenty of people are. And so... Oh, 
it doesn't seem like it's putting those people at at more risk anymore. Like in the beginning, it's like maybe half half the population didn't even know about the virus for a, a week or two, or maybe they just heard little snippets of people saying it was just like a flu, which maybe it is now. But then there was like conflicting information saying that it wasn't, and it was much more dangerous. Well, here's the thing about conflicting information. There's a game that I like to play now, Keenan, which is called Try to Find. The uh, same story presented in two different ways. <laughs> try to find two comparable sources, whether it be uh -huh. medias or individuals or whatever. Medias, that's not even a word. Um, at, that are telling the exact opposite story. So I have one for you guys. It then happened this morning. Okay. And um, I saw... Cite, cite the sources or cite the... Yeah, yeah I, well, from. I got them right here. Okay. I got Reuters, right? Which, and, you know... That's I, like a, a popular international it's news source, It's a big source, media right? source, yeah. right? I don't know. Maybe they're a little biased sometimes. Everyone is, whatever. Okay, but this is... A, are they like on this par, like BBC? Is that kind of what they I do? It's like... <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know where to rank them. But, okay, but Reuters, right? They put that article out this morning. Okay. It says, so far, no spike in coronavirus in places reopening U.S. U.S. Oh, health know. secretary says. Okay. Okay. U.S. health secretary says no spike in coronavirus who, who cases. Who is the U.S. health secretary? Is that someone who we've seen like um, talking about this before? Alex Azar. Oh, okay. okay. So no. And then I <laughs> literally like 30 seconds later, I come across the Washington Post. <laughs> D.C., Virginia, and Maryland coronavirus cases double in a week to exceed 20,000. Huh. So how do that you That was confirm? also this morning. So what the fuck? That's yeah. the story. That's this been the, the story of our last two months. It feels this like. is this is the game to play. It's like if like go to try to find a couple sources on the same day at the same level of you know of uh, communication, I guess, like media versus media, and see if they say the exact yeah. opposite things. So again, it comes down to personal accountability, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you can't it, blame everybody for arguing with each other because everyone is getting conflicting information. So like we yeah. all, I hear one thing, Kenny hears another, and then we start arguing about what's right and what I heard and what he heard. So I think, I think there could be an evolutionary reason for this. Like in viral outbreaks or in some sort of contagious disease situation throughout history, it doesn't really make sense for everyone to make the same, like to agree on something and do it all at once because if someone's wrong, then everyone dies. So in a situation like this, to like it makes sense that everyone it just kind of scatters like rats on, in the light, and everyone goes different directions and has different views and opinions. Because if it was some sort of crazy high mortality rate pandemic, half the people might die, half the people might live, and it would like kind of ensure humanity's survival. But what if one side was wrong? What if the openings, the people who all wanted to open up were wrong. And then two months from now, there was some sort of latent just millions, and dead. Just millions of people die. Yeah. So it's almost like you don't want everyone to agree because it kind of helps figure out like what's right and what's wrong without, I mean, it's always important to consider all sides of an argument. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. Yeah. But I, I'm with Tanner on like individual accountability. Like you all, we're all up to our own it's everyone for himself. I mean, basically put, put up their sign on your, says train at your own risk and turn your own risk. I, I've been doing some different like podcasts with different people. And that's kind of this, what I've been saying. It's just like, you're responsible for yourself and your own body. Now, if you're, as long as everyone in, in the world, I mean, I doubt there's any sort of hermit in the U S right now that doesn't realize that there's a pandemic going on. If you go outside and you see everyone wearing masks, I, I was going to ask Tanner, is everyone wearing masks like in public there? If you go to a store or a restaurant, cause in San Diego, everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, holiday Walmart, Winco, things like that, with huge Walmart. Um, so they won't let you in if you don't wear a mask, right? 
Yeah, Costco's bad. Costco's like you can't even go in. I, yeah, I, I a lot of you, them have store or signs. Yeah, yeah, you can't go inside Target. It's, kinda, it's like it, they said like children, like babies, or like shedders or whatever. You know, whatever the hell they were calling them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they don't have to wear the mask if you take them to Costco. Weird. So if my wife wanted to take the baby to Costco, they don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> hey, how is your baby, by the way? <laughs> she's doing good. She's uh, she's fourteen months. She's you know being a little asshole. Yeah. She's doing good. To keep you up all late all night. Crying? Um, last night she did, yeah. But, you know, most nights she's pretty good, though. Yeah. So, wait, for your reopening, Tanner, was it mostly, like, you were worried about losing your gym, or was it, like, this is bullshit, the government can't tell me what to do? Was it a combination of all those things? What was your so, sort of idea behind so that? It was kind of both, but, like, you know, we, we were looking at it, like, okay, we can, like, we can pay the rent for another, like, five or six months on, on what me and my brother had saved back. Mm-hmm. But we're sitting here, like, okay that or we can just tell the landlord to fuck off and i file bankruptcy we you know because i don't have too many things under my name anyway and you know we find a new building later on when this shit is over so mm-hmm. and then it was like okay well, the, the cdc like the numbers started getting cut in half like you know how many people that actually expected to to die right from this thing and then it was like okay well you know we're just gonna open and if they try to kick us out or lock us down then we'll figure it out tomorrow, so. Yeah. I mean. It's a tough situation, yeah. Spend your life savings and possibly declare bankruptcy or defy the, the government's order. Yeah, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation, I mean, I but I, I think Tanner found a way to win. Who can who can <laughs> argue that you should have stayed closed and declare bankruptcy? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and let me tell you guys this, too. From, from my standpoint, like, I was going to open an academy this year. That was my plan. Um, and you know, I'm lucky that I didn't like pull the trigger on a lease before all this happened. But to be honest now, I'm just kind of, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to dump my life savings into something that might get shut down next year when there's a new virus or another outbreak or the government gets pissed off about something, anything. And they start shutting everyone down. Like, I don't want to take that risk. And now doing business in California seems risky to me. I don't think it's going to get that much worse. Like I am that person that you just described. I know, I put I know. my life savings into a gym, yeah. and I was like, I think I'm fortunate that I was able to get it up and running, and it was like actually I had enough students to kind of break even, and then this happened. So it's not like the end of the world for me, or what didn't feel like the end of the world. Yeah, but when not it first everyone happened. is Keenan Cornelius. Work with you, Keenan, or did it? So they like my landlords have historically been total jerks to me like they won't like they painted my ceiling before i moved in and then the it's literally just flaking off onto my students as we're training like yeah like little white paint flecks so i have before we reopen i want to like cover it up again but they refuse to fix it and i've just had some problems with them before but i think they were scared too because it's like if you lose a tenant in a time like this you're not going to find a new one so it's like they they were their hands were kind of tied to work with me so yeah they were willing to um pushed my, my rent back a couple months. I'm not sure that oh, okay. it's not basically they gave me like an extension on my rent for, a they, they months. take it from these months and they throw it on the back end. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I, no, they didn't throw it on the back end. I think it's like at the end when, when everything's back to normal, when there's some sort of like official I'm reopened again, I have to start paying back like a percentage of it okay. per month or Got something it. or like a, a little bit extra on each month until it's paid off. Um, but, but yeah, that was really helpful because it takes a lot of stress off during these closed months. I can kind of, you know, uh, figure things out yeah, and then man. move on. How, hey, how much is your overhead at that building? Uh, it's 
It's expensive. <laughs> I have ten. I have ten thousand square feet. <laughs> Maybe off the record, Tanner. Yeah, I'll tell you after. But I have ten thousand square feet, and it's somewhere between a you know one and three dollars per square foot. So it's it's up there. I know uh, Autos, the landlord at Autos gave uh, gave him fifty percent off his rent, and then uh, there's some kind of deal about when he can pay back the other 50% later. Okay. Yeah. I think everyone was getting different deals, but and then Bruno from King's, uh, fighters market. Uh, I forgot he came in, he, his landlord worked out some sort of deal with him, but like, so the other weird thing is it seems like when I go on the internet, which I've just come to totally distrust entirely. Like I, I've, I've stopped going on social media. I've stopped doing anything that it's, it's like feels watching like, Jerry Springer. Yeah, it just seems like such a waste of time now. It's like if you go on there, you're just filling your brain with a bunch of information that you can't Talk, confirm is happening. It just doesn't make sense to even look at it yeah. in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I mean. I look at it just to see what kind of outlandish shit people are saying these days, which is literally the reason why I would watch a talk show back in the day, like just like watch some crazy. Yeah, but what I was going to say is like when you go on the Internet, it seems like a lot of California is still shut down. But then when you go outside, like I can go to almost any store these last two weeks and they, they were open. It's just no one was in there, but they were like trying, you know, restaurants, different yeah. little shops. Like they were trying to open like small businesses. Yeah. Small businesses were open, you know, they tried, a lot of them tried to stay open. So the reality does not reflect what's on the internet in a lot of these different cities yeah. and places. And a lot of people did what Tanner did, but they didn't like Tanner had to defend himself online because there was still that stigma associated with reopening. And right. I think he went about it in a really great way. Um, but a lot of people just open silently because they don't have, they're not part of a big community that cares what everyone else is doing. The jiu-jitsu community is so like everyone's in each other's business all the time. Yeah, it seems yeah. like and it's true. It just sucks. But a lot of businesses just open silently and no one noticed. Like I didn't see, I don't see cops showing up at these random little, you know, mom and pop restaurants that I go to sometimes. Right. Like why are they, why is, why is Tanner having cops show up and these guys aren't? Right. And that's a big argument yeah, that all the small businesses. We were a little bit more vocal about it. Obviously, that's probably why. So yeah. the, the chief, when the chief of police called me, he was like, "Listen, man, like we support what you're doing, but you know, you you're like, you know, front page of the newspaper. You're kind of backing me into a corner, you know." And I understood, and I was Ex very except nice. you're not. You that was like nice. that was your best play to do that is to make it public and make it visible to everyone. So yeah, if there is an injustice, it is brought they're brought to it. accountability. Yeah. So that's weird yeah, that he would say that. Yeah. So he was, he, but he, you know, he, he wanted to, to be on my side, but also like kind of threaten me like under like, yeah. you know, threat, like, Oh, I might have to do something, you know, right. which was like, I understand. Right. Cause he's in a difficult situation too. So, um, you know, and then eventually he never, never did anything. And then it came out that the sheriff, the sheriff here is actually, they're trying to get rid of him because the health department anyway, because he, he finally said, like, you know what? I'm not going to make criminals out of business owners. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to stand for it. So now I think I'm in the clear, did, um, you know. So Did you think to invite the police officers to come train? <laughs> so I, I have, like, police officers. Of course. Train, uh, yeah, know? most so academies if, do. When they, when I really got concerned is when they stopped showing up. Like, there's, like, six or seven of them that go oh, to the yeah. class. And then, like, they just all stopped at the same time. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Some shit's going down. So well, some of them texted me, like, hey, like, we were just asked not to come in because if we're in the videos or something, it could get us in trouble. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to name names or academies, but I know for a fact 
that there's a group of police officers who train at a certain jujitsu academy, but they should. They're police right, officers. No they need jujitsu. It's required. Yeah. They it it should not required, but it should be required. Like they need to know jujitsu. It's it's a it's necessary for them for their job for their safety. So what are they supposed to do in a time like this? Just not train and be more likely well, to. Well, they were asked to because they obviously know. So we let we let the the cops use the mat um, twice a month for their little training. That's kind of mandatory for them to do. Yeah. Um, I don't teach it. They, there's cops that train with me, and then they use the mat uh, early morning twice twice a month. And um, so they were obviously they know that they use the mats, you know, they're allowed to. So I, I'm pretty sure that's why they were kind of supportive as well. Um, on top of, you know, it's constitutionally correct. Um, but we never had any issues past, you know, the calls and we had one cop visit and I was like, Oh shit. He like showed up in his uniform <laughs> like right after class. And I was like sitting there and I like, Oh God, here we go. And then, uh, no, he just asked, asked to talk to me. I went out in front, talked to him a little bit and he's like, Hey, you know, um, and he, he said the same thing I got over the phone call, just the same, you know, warnings, like you might get fined, you might get thrown in jail. So it just got really repetitive. And I think they figured out that obviously I'm not going to shut down. So. so did you have any communication with any of the actual county officials that were trying to do this? So I did not. I never talked to them. We've got like, um, it, it, her name is Karen. So she's the one that you know, <laughs> sent the letter. Right? <laughs> of course it is. So, that's yeah, hilarious. So Karen sent this letter, and it, it got back. And some of my students were like Tagner and like this, like Nazi, like you know these Nazi pictures, or putting your face on like Hitler's body. Oh, and, they did that to news like, okay, You guys can't tag me in this shit because you guys are gonna make it worse for myself. So, um, you know, but she she was uh, at one point. She said, "I have a a friend that's in the city council that his little boy trained." Um, at my school so anyway he calls me and he's like hey like so i have this student his name's marshall and he's like literally karen said that she would if she saw him she would slit his throat is what Whoa. is what and i was like oh my god that is a so, death threat you know, <laughs> have, that? Uh, that, wait, yeah, can you karen go back said that. I was like, oh. so a county karen official said that? karen she's said a that? county health official and she said she's gonna karen normstrom said that yeah that's so. a that is it that that's is, insane. So that, that's that, crazy. that's why I asked because I heard someone say recently, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they, they presented the idea that maybe it's like these people, this is their time to shine. It's like their one time that they have power yeah, control exactly. in this situation. And maybe they think they're doing the right thing, but just taking it way too far. And they're just taking their job yeah. so seriously that they can't, like they have just some sort of confirmation bias that they can't accept the new information that things have changed. And then it's like not, maybe it, things were not as they seem, you know? Yeah, it, it was it was getting, it got pretty out of hand with her and she's getting mad. So now she's attacking the sheriff, but kind of eyes are on off of us. And yeah, the sheriff, the sheriff's getting all the attention now because he decided like, I'm not going to back you up on this. And the sheriff has to do something for her to be able to find us. The sheriff actually has to come and give us the fine. Right. She can't do it. The health department can't do it. Is she the health, uh, Karen, the health woman, uh, <laughs> health woman. Um, I mean, a lot of these people are unelected. They're appointed. Yeah, they're right? just appointed. Yeah. Yeah, they. Um, they're I, appointed. I'm, sure the head is. I'm not sure how that works. I know the sheriff is. The sheriff so they is. Can't no, get rid of him. no, the sheriff is elected. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're, the but Karen the, was appointed, and the sheriff is elected. Yeah, right. So that's why the really sheriff. That's yeah. why the sheriffs can do what they want 
um, but like city police cannot or the CHP cannot. Mm. Yeah. They, the CHP works for the governor. Um, the city police work for the mayor. I didn't even understand how. But the, the sheriff, the, the head sheriff, the guy who's actually the sheriff, uh-huh. everyone else is a deputy, but there's one sheriff. Okay. Right. And he's elected. I see. By, so by the people. By the, the people, yeah. So when, like when you go vote yeah. for your county you ele- or whatever, you exactly. elect the sheriff. You elect the sheriff. That's why they can they can tell the governor to fuck off all they want. And the city police cannot. Then the, what else? So let the me CHP. tell you something. I've, I've never voted for anything. Like I've just been now so hyper-focused on jujitsu and just not like so self-centered on just what I'm doing in my life that this is the first time or this last year when I started actually having to get into the like the real world of business and sign things and like read <laughs> through documents and like actually pay attention to things. Be an adult. Yeah. Like this is the first time I actually had to be an adult. So mm-hmm. I didn't understand a lot of this stuff. It was like a to sacrifice to, to jujitsu, unfortunately. But this, I feel like this situation has just raised the awareness of so many of the younger generation to be like, what the hell is going on? Like, do, can, do we have a say in this? It's like, oh, yeah, we do. You just have to actually go vote and <laughs> make decisions that are best for you. I yeah, so I didn't, I, I honestly didn't give a shit about any of this until I kind of was forced to. So most people yeah. don't give a shit about anything until it yeah, when things are going lives. good. It's like, why, why do you care? It's like, oh, yeah, things seem to great. If it doesn't me. impact your life, why would, well, yeah, why would you give a shit? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, shit, man. Well, can we? I mean, I I told. I mean, my dad would always. My dad rides me hard. I'm like, you need to vote. All this shit because I've never voted either. So usually I just give him my ballot anymore. I'm like, yeah, do it. Dad, so, fill it out for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, this would be a great time to. Mad. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, he just gets mad at me for not, you know, paying I, attention to politics. When right? I was your but, age, I didn't yeah. vote either. But yeah, I, yeah. but I do I did start voting when I basically passed thirty. Yeah, I never even paid attention to politics or anything. I didn't understand any of it until the last maybe two two and a half years. I started paying attention to what was going on. This would be a really great time to encourage everyone to vote. I mean, we have to, right? Because if if you don't, there are people like Karen who are <laughs> trying to exert their power from their position, and so like we have to act as a unit and actually go vote and hope like trust in that system and hope that there's no guy in there messing shit up, which who knows anymore with all this. I I really hope this, if nothing else, I hope this shows people the importance of voting. I I think this, this whole situation has revealed so many issues that need to be taken care of. And I think they will be like, if we can kind of just get past the weird, agendas of the media like just sensationalizing everything for clicks and ad revenue and like somehow shift through the bullshit and reach some sort of core understanding of what happened and how it happened i I think what's it's a really good uh point of perspective for me is i just go and look at like other nations news sources because if you look at the u.s news sources it's just like trump 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 this trump that trump this democrats Mm -hmm. this trump that it's like you can't really get any actual important information like i don't care about how what someone said that day that appeared racist like i want to know what's actually happening so i'll just like look at like australian news or like news in different european countries and kind of get a feel for like what other people are concerned about because the u.s seems so hype like at least the media outlets that i've seen are so hyper focused on stuff that that doesn't really matter yeah it's like this doesn't this doesn't provide the people watching with real information on like how to act next or like how to conduct yourself going forward if you had to choose a media source that is the most reliable what do you think it is 
And I'm going to Google I, it right now after we talk. I about like, it. um, so actually Apple news is really cool cause it's a collection of different media sources. And so it's kind of like what you said earlier. It allows you to look at different things, but it's a subscription thing on iPhones. Yeah. But from what I've seen on there, cause I, when I was doing a lot of research on this, I wasn't looking at media stuff. Like I would see what the media said, but then I'm, I was trying to find like the actual studies done, like the, like the antibody study in Santa Clara. And then the other one they did in LA County and like actual medical journal type presentations of like this is what we found and those are really cool because they don't they don't come with an opinion it's just like this is the data that we found just, just facts and it's like you make of it what you will and that's kind of cool but it's also hard to find those things because no one talks about them if you're not in the, the some sort of medical or scientific community it can be difficult to find that stuff so you got to like go around like looking on different university websites for universities that have done different studies on different things but one thing that doesn't make sense to me doubt it right yeah Whether i mean not, it does, it's like I know it's like, but it's literally just for your personal information. It's not something you can yeah. go and like tell people. Cause it's, it's just so the boy cried wolf too many times online that no one trusts anyone now. Right. So exactly. one thing that I don't understand is the cruise ships, the cruise ships at the beginning of this thing. Like, I think one, uh, one of the things that we all can agree on is that it's super contagious. Everyone seems to catch it just like at a, like a slight breeze blows past someone and you catch it because of all the antibodies that have been found in the general public. These cruise ships in the beginning, they 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 said they had seven hundred confirmed cases, but were is it the same thing? Like they didn't have enough tests to test everyone, so they only tested people with symptoms, or did they just like randomly test seven hundred people on a four thousand person cruise ship? And like, do do we really think that only seven hundred people got infected on this cruise ship where everyone's breathing the same air and getting served food by the same group of chefs that don't have access to PPE or any sort of medical training? And like. There's just no way that everyone on that ship didn't catch it. Like that for sure, everyone on the cruise ship had it, and yeah. like that's like the perfect case study. Are you sure about the numbers? I, as far as what? Like there was four thousand passengers on the Diamond Princess. It's like rated. I, th I think maybe the Diamond Princess is like three thousand. I, I was looking it up like last week. So more than half were not infected. Well, no, they, they don't say how many weren't infected. They only say the amount of positive tests. So right. they don't tell you if like, did you test everyone and you only found 700 right. cases or did you only have 700 tests and that's how many you tested? That's interesting. Because then I was looking at the other cruise ships that were also, that are also stranded during that time. And a lot of them still are. And there was interviews from the cruise, the, sh uh, the cruise ship's crew saying that they, tr they like tried to keep the cruise ship going. They tried to act like nothing was wrong. It's like, we're on the cruise ship. What are we going to do anyways? Like a lot of the people were, had just started their vacation. And so they kept it going for like two weeks into this thing before they actually started doing lockdown procedures on the cruise ships. So it's like, that's even more reason to think that everyone got infected on these cruise ships. Because if there's one positive case, like everyone was eating at these buffets every night right. for two weeks. Right. And it's like, you've been on the cruise ship for two weeks already. Yeah. Like everyone's infected. There's no chance. That's so... So it just doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like if they had actually tested everyone or if they, if they did, I would like to see the information. Maybe someone can send it to us, but I feel like that's a perfect example. Okay. So there's 3000 people on the cruise ship test. All of those people did, do they all have antibodies and how many people actually died on the cruise ship? Cause I, so on the diamond princess, I think it was like eight or something. Maybe it was a little more, but it was under 20 people died on this thing. It was definitely under 20, but I think it was lower than that. Even I think it was in the single digits of actual deaths. So that, that kind of gives you a better in like, idea of the mortality rate than the rest of the con like the crazy information based on like cities or nursing homes or pre-existing conditions yeah and it's like a cruise ships who goes on cruise ships it's like rich el more elderly people a lot of the time right, right? right like people who have kind of have their life together they've got some money they go on cruises people that have expendable income yeah i mean a lot of families go on them too obviously but 
I mean, that might even like if you actually see, see how old everyone is on the cruise ship and sort of do some sort of study there, that would have been really useful in the beginning of this thing. Cause it's like, you've got these floating lab, like basically test subjects and you could totally test so much and see what the deal is with this virus, but everyone kind of ignored the cruise ship. Well, to all the internet researchers, quote unquote, uh, if you have information on this, send this to Keenan, not to me. You don't care. <laughs> Keenan Cornelius at gmail.com. Um, just for the record, I have a little list of, I the- just, what my point is if it was re- as dangerous as we all thought it was, I feel like those cruise ships would have been more fucked up. Yeah. You know, I understand, I understand what you're saying. And I feel like that's a really good indicator that it is moving in the direction away from the hyper dangerous mortality rate, which is good news for everyone. Based on, I mean, obviously, I don't understand any of this stuff on a viral epidemiologist level, but it just it doesn't take much intuition to kind of look at the situation on the cruise ships and be like, hmm, that doesn't really add up. Only seven hundred cases on a four thousand, three thousand person cruise ship. Yeah, it's definitely in not adequate testing. But uh, so back to the media sources. Okay. Uh, just for the record, PBS is ranked the most unbiased of all the. But news no one sources. watches PBS, and then it's after not that, exciting enough. After that, they're telling the truth. AP, the Associated Press, okay, and then comes NPR, which would have been my guess for the the number one most unbiased. Uh-huh. I would have guessed NPR. But what if this list is biased? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's the problem. But I mean, I agree no, no. based on it's what a, I've seen. This, they is a, seem... this is a survey based on what um, public perception. Oh, okay. So it's so, just perception of it. Yeah. So it could be biased. What's the worst? CNN? Oh, come on. You know. Fox it. News? Yeah, it's Fox. Always it's Fox. But CNN is down there with them. Um, but yeah, look, at, I'll, I'll just name the best ones again real quick. PBS, AP, NPR, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, CBS News, ABC News. And then right then there's a line drawn and we get into the, the, the red, the biased. So from least bias to most bias, least bias being Washington Post, NBC, New York Times, Vox, Mother Jones, CNN, Huffington Post, MSNBC, Breitbart, and last is Fox. Dude, there needs to be some sort of regulation on like, what are those sources supposed to provide for their viewers? Like there has to be like, you have to like provide some fact checking at the bottom of the article or provide some sort of citation of where you got the information. So people can actually look and see what is not the journalist's opinion. It just, it's like, what's the point of news sources? If it's not news, it's just like weird opinions and it's complicated. It's so weird. (laughs) It's also freedom of speech and freedom of press. (laughs) But when, when massive like corporate conglomerates, do they really get to operate under the same freedom of speech thing. I mean, sure, it's freedom of speech, but fuck, it's a news outlet. Like, you go to news to get the news, right? Oh, You're not so going funny. there for Look, reality. They made a different list. I mean, you are going there for reality, not for their people's opinions. They made a, they made separate lists for the what a Democratic people believe and what a Republican people believe. <laughs> <laughs> and the list is completely different. They, they look completely <laughs> inverted. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. The Republican list has CNN at the most biased at the bottom and Fox News. I, I've been listening to That's a... Funny. Uh, Jordan Peterson a lot and he's like a psychologist. Like, he's yeah, super yeah. cool. He's I like, like him. a really great resource to just get some uh, he's smart perspective on yeah. how psychology works and he was talking about how the different political sides are pretty much just categorized based down to a personality type and it's like you're going to be on the left if you have a certain personality right. type and on the right if you have a certain personality type. Or just like demographic like if you're a business owner probably going to be Republican. Right you know? yeah like it's just you, whatever's best for you. Yeah. If you're poor, you're, you should be Democrat. Yeah. You, you would be, but then 
Yeah. Well, Tanner, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, is there anything you want to shout out or hey, any first of all, you go? first of all, stop, Tanner. Oh, don't li- don't listen to Keenan. Right? I'm not. We're not done. Yeah, I'm not kicking him off yet. We gotta have, ask him at least one fucking jujitsu question. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. And oh. you, and you can answer this question too, Keenan. Um, all right, so well, let's just move away from coronavirus now. Let's get yes, into jujitsu. I didn't yes. realize we were taking it in that route. I'm yes. ready for that, Tanner. Just stick around. We got him on the line. Sure, yeah. Around. Let's keep him. So I had a question. Um, sometimes when I'm like training and things are getting really tough, and, like you're having a really badass match with someone and things are starting to hurt, like you're, re- you're reaching your red line, right? Uh-huh. And there's maybe like two more minutes left in the match. I'm curious as to what is your internal dialogue is like? Is this a training round or in a competition? Both. Okay. Or it's either a competition round. Let's say yes. Let's say competition round or it's a training round. I mean, round. it's totally different for me. Well, if it's a training round that it should be in a competition class, like you should be simulating competition. Mm-hmm. I want to know what is your internal dialogue? Like what do you say to yourself to, to try to motivate yourself to keep going? Because what I do... What I, do? Um, I, I try to convince myself the other guy's just as tired. So now we're at the breaking point where like, who's going to break first? Okay. And, you know, sometimes I'm right, but... I like that. You know, when I'm wrong, it really sucks, though. So you just tell yourself to keep pushing, like, this guy's going to break any moment because you yeah, feel like you're like, about to break. Generally, I look at him, and, like, you can kind of tell if somebody's tired, if somebody's trying to fake they're not tired, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, I can, I can push past that. But, you know, you guys have, you know, like, killer training there, so I don't get that very often here. Yeah, you you you've been just like training with your students forever, basically. And his brothers, yeah. But bro- you, hey, but we know how brothers train together. Yeah, I mean that's the best training oh, partners yeah. there are. No, I'm no, sure. Yeah, for sure. No, we get heated at each other for sure. But they get it's like with brothers. Like me and me and Matthew, one time just like ended up just like headbutting each other over and over, like <laughs> standing, and it was literally just like the last 20 seconds and we we're just mad at each other. And to his credit, like I started it. <laughs> I was like mad because I like. I just couldn't get anything going. It was just like I was just having a bad day, and then I we just I headbutted him first, and he's like, "No, fuck you!" And then he like started headbutting me, and it was <laughs> just like the last ten seconds were like thrown like eight, nine headbutts each. You know, it was bad. Brutal. So, it, yeah, I, I agree with Tanner. My I have the same mentality in the training room. Is like I want to try and like get them more tired, or like I acknowledge that I'm tired, but I want to act like I'm not and hope that they are tired, and then they break first. Which is surprisingly effective, just faking like you're not tired. If you can just control your breathing and not make noises. Like, I, I tell people that in competition <laughs> yeah, class. If you moan, it's a dead giveaway. Yeah, like, people literally, like, make noises while they're rolling. And it's like, okay, that's, I, I mean, that's a pretty big indicator that they not, don't have much left. I try to listen or to their breathing. a little, like, like oh yeah like, no if someone does that i know they're they lost or, or like if they're, they're resisting super hard and they let out that final like sigh uh, like the, of the give up sigh like they were just stiff arming you off the pass for so long and they just kind of like the, there's a lot of little little indicators there that yeah. can tell you how to and that gives you energy like i yeah, feel yeah. like oh they did like i can like push harder now it's like you know how like you, you're you don't want to run when you're a kid like you don't want to have to be forced to run in physical education right. class or whatever but if you're playing tag or something you could just run for hours right. and your lungs just burn to death and it's like you could kill yourself having right. fun i feel like if you can reach that point in jujitsu that's a really powerful thing but I, I feel like i can only reach that in training like where it's so fun that i don't care that my lungs are burning yeah i know in a competition you got to be smart about how much gas you use yeah you start you, you to really be, think about that. you have to be strategic about it you but have to i feel like that's really inhibiting for me and competition is just worrying about conserving myself for like future rounds or like even later in the current round sometimes i think about it right and i think it's 
In training, I never you know, do that. Like, have that trouble though, like in super fights. Like when you fight Yuri at the that Russian thing, you seem like oh no, it wasn't. It was Metamorris. Metamorris, yeah. I threw like, up after that match. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna puke on Kenny Florian. But that, you know what, Tanner? That was like it's weird because sometimes when I train less, I am less fearful of stuff. Like when I train less and then go to competition, it's like I feel. There's less pressure on I don't you know, yeah, because you it, didn't train for it. Yeah, it's, so it's like whatever. So one of my best competitive years is uh, 2018, and I just I trained like three times a week, and I just lifted every single day, and my only goal was to just gain as much muscle mass as I possibly could in six months and then fi- try and fight like that. And so my cardio was so shit. But just that I had changed the approach, and I was like actually physically stronger, and I could feel it in my rounds, gave me a lot of confidence fighting. Like even like that was one of my, my best matches against Leandro. Like Pan Ams, like we had a really good match, and I felt like I could actually like control him a little bit better than usual because I was stronger. He, he was pretty jacked then too. Though. Yeah, yeah, he was super strong too. Yeah. And, but my cardio sucked. Like my match against Ali in Kazakhstan, where I was just like getting thrown around. Bro, that was a rough. That was a rough trip, man. It was brutal. But I was my cardio was not very good. I was in very good shape, but it was, it was like it was like a sixteen-hour flight. Like who's gonna have good cardio after that? Yeah, that, I guess that's true. When you're traveling, it's hard to get a baseline of oh where you God. actually stand. But. The jet lag was horrible. But I, a tan, big big boy Tanner over here probably knows what that what's what that is like, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah. It, sure. It's almost like being bigger just is more powerful than having cardio confidence, girth confidence. Yeah, I was, so uh, Europeans, I was able to like see standing the whole round with like this guy that's like notorious for taking everybody down. So I was like, I was. I was pumped about that. It was so big and hard to move that I was like, okay, this is why people keep yeah. standing all the time. It's like way less exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you competed yeah. at Europeans uh, this year, 2020? Yeah. I lost uh, the semifinal with, with that guy that won, uh, Igor. I think Keenan's fought him once. Igor Silva. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, Igor Schneider. He trains with Leandro at Brotherhood. Oh, hmm. I don't remember. Short little stocky guy. I don't know. Anyway, he fought that huge fat dude that beat Muhammad. What what weight class was this? Ultra. 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 <laughs> oh wait, so so that that huge fat guy that Mikey beat him, and then Ali beat that guy in the open, but Ali Look, lost to him in the the guy division. from the, from the Emirates. Yeah. Or Dubai. Yeah, they yeah. got past Muhammad there. Yeah. yeah. But I think Muhammad beat him after Mikey, after Muhammad beat, beat Mikey. I don't, I don't, remember. I don't remember. That's a crazy match. How did that? How did? Like all that guy, that big guy had to do to beat Mikey was just like try and force half guard, right? Like, what is it? If you're yeah. that big, don't you just like squat on someone's leg and just like start crawling up one leg? Yeah, you try to smash pass. But right? why did he just go into his clothes guard over and over again? I don't know. I feel like yeah. people who are too big just can't don't can't comprehend technique sometimes because they just never needed it. There's certain techniques yeah. I'm sure they've never used. Like Tanner, what's a technique? What's a popular technique that you've never used, like in competition oh. or like in a serious training session? Like something that you I've might never, you... like. I've never like went for leg locks on purpose, like from standing, you know, in somebody's mm. yard. Okay. I don't think I've ever went like dive normal before. I don't think I have either. Maybe when I was I purple I belt. Don't, don't feel comfortable. Yeah. So do you do you make time for like training trips still? Because I, I know you used to you used to go train with Leandro a lot. Do you still do stuff like that? Um, I don't anymore. It's hard with having a kid. I'm gonna start again. I was I was competing on it this year before this shit happened, and you know, I felt pretty good. Um, and I was gonna start traveling. Um, I'm gonna start going out to Texas and training as well a lot more too. Why don't you come visit us in San Diego? San Diego, bro. I mean, I, I will. Uh, you know, my students went uh, the other um, before the shit happened to Keenan's anyway, not to Arthur. <laughs> well, of, of course, course they did. 
They don't want. They don't want. Dude, they got to represent America. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> it's not about a team. It's about re- represent your country, man. You have something to be proud of. That's what yeah. I'm about. There's this like ongoing joke in my gym that like people will grab worm, you know, uh-huh. and then they're like, and everybody starts screaming, Tanner. He bought the encyclopedia, and I'm like, they think I'm mad because like you beat me so many times, and I'm like, um, I don't really care if you bought that fucking encyclopedia. They think I'm gonna get like heated, you know what I mean? That's like so they start like warm, yeah, they start like doing all the warm shit that you post, and it's like, oh my god. That's so, what I get the same like, thing with uh, anytime I do anything online. There's like eight eight comments saying, "We'll try that verse, Leandro." It's like we get it. Like I, I, I get. I understand. I'm not the best. I get it. Like I'm not claiming that this is going to work on Leandro. I've tried eight times. It just doesn't work. But I had one favorite ask for a friend of mine that actually went and joined with you. Uh huh. So you posted this picture like when we fought at like I don't even remember. I think it was like 2014 video, and mm-hmm. I think it was the open weight, and you armbarred me, and then you used like the armbar picture for. Um, a, sem- a seminar like you know poster that's always an awkward and then situation one of my students said it just commented on your post nerd right and then you blocked him <laughs> and, it, and it, like he's all sad and he wanted me to ask you how to block him so that that was how i was trying to cope with the internet for a while it's like if there's any negativity i was like you know what i'm just gonna like go hardcore censorship yeah. like just censor any negative word and so i don't ever have to see it again because it's like I've there's no it. value um it, yeah i'll unblock him what was his name <laughs> the fish BJJ. The, the fish? fish. That's easy. I'll I'll remember that. And I'm yeah. You know the that fish? that happens more often than not though. Like I would I would used yeah. to just block people so frivolous frivolously. Like anything that they said that I didn't like, I just like block them. My block list is like 300 or yeah. 400 people. I got But then I would always get messages. Like it would never be on Instagram. It'd be like on Facebook, like in my request folder, like from their mom's account, and it'd be like, hey man, <laughs> like. A while ago, I, I, you know, I, I said something like, I don't know, I was just you're stupid or you're ugly, and I, I was just kidding. I was just kind of trolling, but I'm sorry, and then they want to get unblocked. Yeah. yeah. And that's, no, he, he plays Worm, so he's, like, upset because he doesn't see anything anymore. Yeah. that's, that's so. <laughs> He can't see the videos. That's why I do it, because it's like yeah. you're commenting on it because you, you get something out of this. I'll just take that away from you. Yeah. Just remove you. That's funny. Yeah, that, that's why I don't trust the internet, man. Because it's like even people that are saying mean things, they might not even be actually being mean. They they're just trying are trolling. to be. They're trying to be funny, and it's like there's yeah. no way to actually get the information across of what their the actual vibe is. I hate social yeah. media. I, it's I, the I worst. It's like so bad. <laughs> it's just the worst. I hate that it became like a part of jujitsu people's lives. Like it was like you had to have social media to promote yourself to be able to do anything with like seminars or something. Yeah. I miss uh, the old days. I get, yeah, I get people messaging me about like, like Instagram strategy. They're like, "Oh, that's not a good strategy. You shouldn't be doing that. Oh, like, really? you shouldn't be talking about that." You shouldn't. It's like, what? Shut up. Who cares? You know, when who cares? When I was, um, when I was trying to figure out, like, okay, what are our options as gym owners and to reopen? And I was trying to do some sort of like start some sort of hashtag or something to just like get people thinking about gyms that had to reopen eventually. Um, I joined a few different groups and that was, there was a lot of talk in there like that. Like they were all sharing like secrets on like how to beat the Instagram algorithm better or something. But oh, I don't think I've seen those. Yeah. yeah but I don't, I don't think you actually can. I think they're just changing it so constantly. Like unless you are somehow hacking their code, 
to understand it. it I know seems there's like a, a group of, of guys that get together and they all agree to share each other's posts. Yeah, that's what they were doing right. there. And I've like, never heard of that. And it's like as soon as they post something, they say, "Okay, guys, like I'm going to post it in 30 minutes. Can you reshare that, it like really quickly right after I post it?" And then it's going to get the momentum. You going know, it's it's such a weird thing because my generation grew up on the internet. Like I had internet since I was eight years old. Yeah, and it was a big part of my life. And transitioning into adulthood, where everything kind of changes and people change and your perceptions change. It, it felt like it was real life. Like it, the internet felt like it was real life to me for a long time. Like social media, it felt like it right. actually f- was real. And only in the last couple of years have I realized that it's anyone can be anything on the internet. Yeah. Anyone can, uh, like you can be yourself and still fake it. Like you can fake s- s- entire aspects of your life on the internet right. and no one will ever know. You can be- I mean, I'm cautious. Like I want to post stuff all the time, but like, cause I have a gym and like this little kids follow me and stuff. It's like, well, I can't really post that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's the thing. Like you're just not like, even if it's, you can't say bad things. And it, even if that's your true self, you're not allowed to say it because it's like, someone's going to be like, you have, you know, you're a leader. You can't, you can't right, say right. bad mm-hmm. words. It's just, the whole thing is fake from so many levels. You can't be yourself. You can't you, like people act too nice because they can't be themselves. It's if you just don't also act, fake. If you don't act like yourself. You're being fake. Yeah, and then if and then if you actually try and be authentic, which I I am just gonna stop doing because if I actually speak what I think, it's like you say one wrong thing and that th- that whole weird internet community that just wants to cancel people on but like bo- both sides. I got like people made fake accounts to like get a hold of me. And it's just me, so like, stupid. Yeah. I'll tell you guys what. Sorry, Tanner. Go ahead. It's just like now we're, you know, now we're making fake accounts. We don't even want to like use our face to like talk shit. Now we're, you know, making these fake accounts with no profile picture, nothing. It's like, David, you're doing the wrong thing and you're an asshole. Talking shit on the internet is already kind of a bitch move, right? Because you're not in front of that person and there's no repercussions for what you'll say. But talking shit on the internet from a fake account is a double bitch move. Well, just any sort of internet talking shit situation is horrible because there's no opportunity to talk. You can't actually talk. Right. It's just one side just throws yeah. shit at you. And then if you try and like, like, wait, can we actually talk about it? Cause I think you have a, your opinion is misguided. Like, right. let, let me tell you what I actually meant. You're not allowed to do that online. So it's just so much ra- like rage culture. It just sucks. Sling and mud. That's why I think podcasting is the future of social media. It's like YouTube and long form communications are going to be so much more desirable because you can actually get real information about so- who someone is and what they actually believe and what they actually think. Like everyone probably thinks Tanner's like, who knows? I mean, uh, two weeks ago, at least they thought he was just trying to, I'm sure some people think he's a biological terrorist. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we brought you on Tanner because we want people to see that you're actually a really nice guy. And I had people blaming me like for the death of their grandma and like messages (laughs) like that. I'm like, well, how did I give it to your grandma? Like, I don't even know who your grandma is. You know, so it was, it was yeah, and, uh, a baby killer. And, and again, like a baby killer in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. there might've been that. That's the thing is that people don't seem to have a concept of time. It's like in the beginning, sure. Maybe you could argue that if people don't know you're out spreading it amongst people who haven't learned of the danger yet, and that could be dangerous. And so we should probably take responsibility in that moment. But shortly after it's like, now everyone's in their houses. How are you supposed to like, you're not going to reach those people really anymore. The situation yeah. has changed. I have no way of reaching your grandma unless <laughs> your grandson comes and trains with me then, but that's his fault. That's not mine. But you, you know, what's weird about it is like, I, 
I'm starting to train again. Like I was training with my roommates the whole, uh, the whole time, basically. But then I started adding a few people in here and there and other people come, like it, the group is growing. I think every gym is kind of growing a little group of people now at this point. But my mom was like, hey, I want to come down and visit. And I was like, oh, yeah, come down. That'll be great. And then I thought twice about it. I was like, wait, yeah. I have like I have like 10 young dudes that aren't yeah. worried about catching a virus. But my, like, I mean, I, I'm at least a little bit worried about my mom, you know, like yeah. I can't. I can't just risk that too. So I told her not to come. Stay away, mom. Yeah. So, so my dad has a collapsed lung. So he got it from like, it was super weird. They said, the doctor said it was from stress. So it just like never went back to normal. So it, it like goes at like one third of the capacity. Right. So, you know, obviously we were scared for this, you know, because my dad visits the gym all the time. And obviously we come home and we see him. And um, so I don't think, you know, we were super cautious to begin with. But then after he started going, like, man, this thing, this whole thing is bullshit. And I really don't care, like, if I get this thing, because there's a lot of people that are fighting it and, like, surviving, right? So then, you know, that was a play to big factor in our deciding, um, of us deciding to open the gym was, you know, his house. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I feel too. Um, but yeah, it just seems like if you're in contact with people that could fit that demographic of, the at risk people. I mean, that changes a lot of things. And it, that, that's really what the whole anger online stems from is that those people that are like calling Tanner a baby killer is they, they fear because they know someone personally. Um, like one, one of the, the, one of the guys who helps me with, uh, like newsletters and stuff for my gym, uh, Cristiano, he's this incredibly talented, smart guy, super fun to hang out with, but he's got a neuromuscular disease and he's in like an autoimmune disorder. And so he's like wow. legitimately at risk. Like if he goes outside like and he gets the thing, he's in the at risk like 0.2%, right? Like he yeah. fits all of the the boxes on the people who can really suffer from this thing and potentially die. And so in the beginning, it's like I was thinking about him too. Like I sent him a bunch of like mask equipment. Like I had gone online like two weeks before the whole thing broke out because I was following it really carefully and being like super overly cautious in the beginning. And I bought like all this equipment and I sent him some like this badass gas mask. And so it's like th that emotional aspect definitely feeds into how you interact with other people who don't experience or don't have contact with someone who is at that at risk. So you got you got to like look at it a little bit from both sides that fear just clouds people's judgment and rationality heavily yeah, you for know sure. so even though the people the people that are still acting like that and maybe it's like there there's the writings on the wall at this point and it's like clearly it's not a, as bad as it was it's pretty hard to go from hey this person that you know is like probably going to die if they get the sickness to like well it seems to be less dangerous now but that person that you know still could die from it it's like it doesn't really change the the factor in your own mind at that level so like we, you still have to, we still have to be respectful of those people in some way, but also you can't let them control your life. So it's, it's a lose lose situation in that regard, but that's why it comes down to like individual. We're rights. all in different situations, right? Yeah. Like there was a really great analogy, you know, how everyone was saying we're all in the same boat. And then, and then there, this uh, analogy came out. It's like, no, we're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm. Right. We all have different boats. Yeah, some of yeah. us have much nicer boats than others, but the whole idea behind the word consideration and being considerate is that you consider the other people that are in different situations than your own, hmm. right? That's, that's being considerate. Which right? is why like wearing masks is a good thing when you go out. It is a considerate thing yeah, to it's do. Just considerate. It's considerate. Yeah, it very much is. And I, I always bring my mask with me when I have to enter businesses 
um, just just to be courteous and considerate. So tell me this: When do you guys think IBJJF is going to come back? Fun fact: I threw out a a, uh, a query on the Instagram, and uh, I got some fans with some questions, and that was one of them. That was one of them. So the question is: Do you guys see the IBJJF returning before this end of this year? And I think no for that one. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think no too. I was saying the same thing. I think like maybe pans of next year. That's what I think. You think pans next year? Yeah, I, I guess the the situation changes heavily when you have a bunch of people coming from across the country to all yeah. conglomerate in one place. You know, under a building with three thousand, four thousand people in it, and they're all touching each other down at the bottom on the mats. Doesn't really make oh, sense. Yeah. But who knows, man? Like the longer this goes on, the more information and data will be collected about the actual viral danger. And at some point we'll reach a clear understanding. Like it'll become as understood as the common flu and it'll, there'll be very clear stats on how it works and what the dangers are. And at that point, I think the decisions will become more clear. It's just, there's still so much. What do you guys think the reason is like why Newsom keeps just like drawing this out though? Because it's pretty clear that, you know, there's like, I don't want to get a conspiracy and go Eddie Bravo on you guys, but it's just like, this guy's like power tripping hard or, you know, he's got, you know, maybe his personal gain on his mind. I don't know. I mean, it seems like I've been asking myself the same question. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm generally confused. I think, yeah, it just doesn't seem like anything makes sense. And who knows what happens at like upper levels of the government on each side and what's incentivized and why and i didn't realize he's nancy pelosi's nephew what until recently i didn't know that yeah (laughs) i didn't realize it wow i mean in that case it seems like there might be some conspiracy (laughs) you know she seems to be pretty crazy she she, yeah i don't she's scary looking yeah she got a lot of and you know what's so it's so fucking lame about the internet too is it it literally discourages discussion like, why can we not talk about that? Why can, why is it, like, taboo to talk about conspiracy theories, which could be real? Like, at, at a certain amount of conspiracy theories, one of them is going to be based on a kernel of truth, right? Like, they're not just oh, all made up. Tanner, uh, I asked Keenan this on a previous episode, but I'm curious if, if there was one conspiracy theory, a popular one, that you think is most likely to be true, which one do you think it is? 9-11, unlike other people in our own government being involved. I got like super into that because I was like, I think I was like eight or nine when that happened. So when I was like 13 or 14, I was just like on the internet all the time, like looking up conspiracy theories. And I was just like, man, that's like, that's, it's pretty gnarly. Like how many people came out of that on top and like how many people gained money. And, you know, somehow, you know, obviously the planes didn't knock down the building. So it was like, you know, I, I just believe that that was a for real, like inside job by, you know. I was watching, people. um, I was watching. I'm trying to think, what did I say to that question? I think I said 9/11 too. Yeah, I honestly haven't been paying close enough attention to conspiracy theories or anything my whole life to really formulate an opinion on any of them. But uh, I was watching Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, I remember. Sorry, real quick. I think the Epstein. Epstein. That's the most. For for me, that's the one that's most likely to be true. That he that he's still alive. That that he. Which one? <laughs> that he didn't kill himself. Oh. <laughs> I mean, which would make, yeah, I mean, he's either still alive or, or dead. Right. By or they faked his death. Yeah, is, right. that, is that the conspiracy even? Is it that he faked his death or someone, no, the, the, someone killed him? 
I don't yeah, know he was killed, but they say it was a suicide. So did they? So is the conspiracy that he killed him? Someone killed him yes. to keep him from talking. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's like my, shut him up. That's my opinion. So he didn't like try and get a plea deal and rat everyone out in the correct pedophilia ring. Yes. That's in the government or whatever. That's like the the depth of the conspiracy. Anyways, I was listening to Eddie Bravo, and he, you know how he just goes right, like he just starts and he just goes on yeah. the like one conspiracy leads to the next. But man, a lot of what he says. Like, you can tell he's actually putting some critical thinking into a lot of what he says. And it's like, it goes from like, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense and you could justify it. And then to like, just totally off the wall craziness on the other side. <laughs> but I heard him speak and they, someone had put a compilation of him to, uh, of just 20 minutes of him talking about conspiracy theories in one podcast. And he just covered so much ground. Like he is an expert in conspiracy theory. Like I was mostly impressed. Just how do you get that much information on it? Like, where do you even Bro, go? He's been working on this for decades. He's like a master. <laughs> he's like a master of conspiracy theory. Like he could run like a course on it. Like it, it should he's be a, a college course. It's going to be an advertising conspiracy theory. Master course by Eddie Bravo on conspiracy theory. And he's articulate about it. I think it's great. I mean, we need people like that that are question things, you know, and that aren't afraid to speak their mind and take the brunt of the public opinion, you know. It is good to to to. What's the word I'm looking for? To to I don't I don't want to say you, criticize, but that's not what I'm. Looking yeah, for. you have to go into everything with yeah. like some sort of uncertainty and ability to look at both sides of the situation and see that maybe because otherwise, just huge injustices can exist. So I, what I'm telling you guys is is vote for Eddie Bravo next political cycle can you imagine if he ran the country oh my God. so you know what's so crazy is i think a lot of people especially like eddie bravo guys and the reason conspiracy theorists are like now siding with trump is because trump is like kind of saying that there's conspiracies going on right do you think that's strategic or do you think he's also a conspiracy theorist or is there he, he something did, real he did make a reference to the deep state like, he does that all the time <laughs> like oh the, there's the whole obamagate thing going on now too uh, it's so crazy and it, you know what I never realized about politics is how fun they are to like get involved in and like follow. It's such a fucking it's definitely shit a shit show. show yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate reality show, and that's what decides our country's fate. It's, it's, it's crazy, kind of depressing. It's absolutely Tanner, crazy. What are the what's the most opinion, uh, entertaining rule set in your opinion? Um, I, I like like uh, the UAE, like the Grand Slam. Mm. Six minutes. Yeah, I like a little bit shorter yeah. around time. Yeah, push the pace a little more. Explosive. It seems like there's more explosive and they give you like that 10 second countdown rule. Like, Hey, you're going to get a penalty, right. you know? And yeah. then, you know, so that also plays a strategy in the other guy. Like if he sees the other guy's like about to get penalized and like you play it. So I thought I was going to trans and like, he was like, he, I think he scored two of me or like two minutes left and he just stalled in my clothes guard the rest of the time. And I didn't even notice like he had a penalty, um, counting down. And I didn't have a coach there. And I opened my guard and I played like foot on shoulder and that stopped his penalty. Oh, but otherwise no. he would have gotten a negative two points and I would have won the fight. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Dude, that's what sucks about I, not having a coach. I used to always tell myself like, I don't need a coach and I just never have one anyways, but I never like pushed to have one. Even but, when you did have one, you didn't listen to him. Yeah. It didn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. Well, you kind of, you're kind of your own. I mean, like how do we coach Keenan, you know? He can't. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. Doesn't matter. I mean, there's certain people that can. Like Andres can coach me because he knows the whole. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I've been trained with him since white belt. It's a little different. But coaching is important. Okay, look, I'm gonna blast through all these questions, and I just want I want a quick like three answers for each one. Right. Cool. Because I got to get going too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will Ken follow Elon to Texas? Dude, I'll follow Elon to (laughs) the ends of the earth and beyond. I'm. 
I'm literally I, just that Trump supported Elon is like now I'm on Trump's side. That's how that's how fanatical I am about Elon. Like just that he tweeted at him, it's like okay, he's a good guy in my book. I'm a hundred percent in on Elon. He's the answer. Uh, what have you guys been doing to keep your minds out of the gutter during these times? Is your mind porn? just is your mind just default gutter? Like <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like yeah. shit. I just keep falling into the gutter when nothing else is happening. I've uh, what have you been doing, Tanner? Shit, man. I mean, you've been training. I'll, He's tell, like, you, I'll tell you guys you're, what. You're back to normal. Stay off of Facebook. If you want to have a good day, just stay off of Facebook. Stay off all social media. Yeah, stay off all social media. If you, you, I have a great fucking day anytime that I stay off social media for the entire day. This is this is going to sound super like nerdy or potentially braggadocious, but, um, and I always have to remind people this, but I literally did not go to school throughout my life. Like I when I was you. supposed to go, I would not go. And then I dropped out early. So I just didn't receive an education. So <laughs> it, and actually now that I have to adult, I realize how much I need to understand a lot of like basic shit. So I've, I've been using Khan Academy. That in school, though. Maybe college, but not like, did well, you drop out of high school or college? I dropped out of high school. I actually did more. I went to college more than I went to high school because I, when I moved to Hawaii to train there, one of the, um, you had to enroll. Yeah, I had to enroll, and it was like the reason we were there. My mom said I could train full time if I went to did some college classes, like the bit minimum amount. But even when I was there, I was I didn't really try, but I had to actually go to the class to continue being able to train full time when I was younger. But uh, yeah, not necessarily like basic cult, like basic high school stuff. But I don't know, like there there are some important skills. Like I do a lot of stuff online, and I, I'm kind of a tech nerd, and that's self taught. But like understanding math and science helps with that. And so I've, I've been on Khan Academy. Have you, have you heard of Khan Academy? It's a free educational platform that everyone switched to whenever they pulled all their kids out of school. And there's some really interesting courses on there and they're really easily digestible. That was definitely more than three words. Oh, it was three words. <laughs> well, that's what I've been doing. I've been trying to learn shit because I feel stupid. That's what, trying to learn shit. That's the answer. Yeah. Sorry. Trying to <laughs> learn shit. That's four, four, four words. Tanner, worst submission it caught in or most humiliating or embarrassing. Most embarrassing or humiliating submission to get caught in? Oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, a leg in triangle. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That one's bad. <laughs> they call it the criangle. Yeah, right? Is that the criangle? Like, we were doing groups in the middle, and he got it, like, he got it on me, and he, like, got behind me and had my leg in two, and he, like, fucking defarred me with my own face. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was so embarrassing. I, I got I got tapped with a, a headlock once when I, I was like, I was a purple belt in Hawaii still. And this, I remember his name. His name's Marcus Wilson. Kenan, we don't need a story for every. Okay. I'm going to say it for three words, but he, he basically like just jumped on a headlock and just squeezed my head really hard. And I tapped. Well, I've done that to you too. <laughs> no, you haven't. That's not the same when it's a guillotine. This was like schoolyard bully. I tapped to that. It's sad, sad times. What are some good weighted workouts to focus on? Deadlifts, squats, yeah, bench press. Or uh, if you're Tanner, just walk like around. Some, someone actually, someone actually asked, "What do you think of Tom the Blast?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tanner's just carrying a freaking weight vest around these days. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, so many inappropriate questions here, guys. Come on. Um, are you guys going to compete in any out-of-state tournaments or in any of the fight twins that are coming up? Um, so I fight Felipe Andrew. I think at the end of this month. Oh, oh really? Fight twin? Yeah. Which one, which city? Um, he's trying to figure that out right now. Oh, so. cool. Yeah, I'm not convinced it's all gonna work out with that stuff yet, but hopefully, 
seems like it'd be hard to get a venue, especially. Well, supposedly, I think there's like a Grand Slam right in LA in like September, October. They're trying to like do. Yeah, who knows? But no, I'm not going to compete in anything anytime soon. I, w- I want to get my gym like now that this has happened. I really want to get my gym st- stable before I go back to competing. I was already pushing the limits with trying to compete in the beginning, but now especially, I feel like I really need you to. You feel focus. like it's hard. You probably got, already gotten this question, but you feel like it's hard, like teaching all the time now, and it's just like changed. All well, time. it's kind of it's weird because when you hasn't teaching really all, had the chance when you're teaching all the time. You're training a lot too, and that prepares you for competition. It's more just the mental stress, I think. Like I, if I can't mentally focus on like trying to put myself in a positive mindset for competition, it's really easy for me to get there and just be like, I do not want to be here at all. I, that's the worst feeling. Going to a tournament and just like the second you walk in, just being like, fuck, I, why am I here? This does not. Yeah, I feel that so much. And it's so difficult. Like I have to hype myself for up for a month before going to a tournament yeah, to yeah, like actually get my head in the right space. And that was the biggest issue for me. It's just, I wasn't really in there. Yeah. I want to compete. Uh, I just want to be able to train consistently before I do that. Yeah. Um, someone asked, is it, useful to watch instructionals when you can't actually drill them. So like, let's say you live at home by yourself or you have a, a girlfriend who doesn't want to let you practice on her or whatever. Um, is it pointless to watch them even though you cannot drill them? Yes or no? Mm, I don't think so. Is it useless? No. It's not useless. I like, I, like the, I mean, I don't, I hate instructionals. I think they're boring as shit, but I love watching like fights though. Yeah. Mm. I think it's, yeah. I think that if if you're new to jiu-jitsu and you really don't know a lot about it at all, I think instructionals are a really great resource because it kind of like even if you're not going to use all the moves, at least it's like you have a frame of reference of what is going to what you're going to be encountering, yeah. you know. I think that's more most valuable. Like if you, like no one can implement all of the moves from any instructional. Like you're going to have your like six or seven main moves you do. I would just, if I get one or two, I'm lucky. Yeah, so I think it's most I think the instructional's greatest strength is actually just to prepare you for someone else's offense so that when you get there you actually recognize it and can react i think that's the biggest value unless it's the lapel encyclopedia of course in which case you must buy it and study it because it will be (laughs) successful (laughs) will the bjj competition scene ever be the same again and will bjj professionals lose their sponsorships Hmm. well the second question I'm pretty sure a lot of them did. All of our sponsorships have been put on pause, and uh, I think the contracts were extended on the back end. Um, Will the competition scene ever be the same again? That is the great question. I don't know. I think everything's going to go back to normal. Like maybe in a few years, maybe in a year. I think in a year. I think in less than a year. Yeah, normal. Dude, 100% normal? It's not good. People aren't going to continue like this. Once the truth comes out about how risky it actually is and there's some sort of collective understanding of that, it's just going to go back to normal. People want to go back to normal. Unless somehow everybody can stay on unemployment and make more money than they were, right? So. I know a lot of people Dude, that really are making a lot of a, money. That's a real thing. <laughs> like for, I know several people personally yeah. that are like, man, I'm making money I right had now. some employees here and they're just like, you know what? I'm not going to come back to work. I'm like, okay, uh, like, that's actually happened. That's a real thing. Uh, that's so sad. Like I lost some employees who just make more money <laughs> on unemployment. It's like, okay. Yeah, we've had we have students that like they're you know waitresses or whatever, and work at restaurants. They're pulling. They're they're a couple. They're pulling in more money than they were both working full time. I mean, that gives me hope for the economy, right? Like that's a good thing that people People, have money. They're going to have money, excess money to spend. Like that's a good thing, I guess. I mean, uh, at least the money is getting put into people's hands and it's not just getting thrown to some weird government operation that we never hear about. 
Here's a, here's a, this is a funny question. Do you still trust the Democrats? First of all, why do you assume we ever trusted them? Second, second of all, why just the Democrats? I don't trust anyone. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's just so much misinformation and it's just hard to trust anything. Yeah, I don't think it's them. any one party. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you can't, it's so hard to trust anything. But definitely some people seem to be not doing themselves, they're not doing themselves any favors as far as being trustworthy. But I don't, uh, don't want to speak on that. Tanner, what's Divert your... to Tanner. He didn't what, answer. Oh, what's your answer, Tanner? Well, for what? Do you trust the Democrats? <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess no. My, my dad is so pro-Trump, it's insane. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> your dad's great. Um, yeah. what, is, what is your five-year goal? Five-year goal is... Uh, I don't know. I have a third location, probably. You have two locations right now? Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were freaking expanding Baller. like that. That's badass. Good Who, for you. Do you teach at both of them or someone else teaches? I teach occasionally, like twice a week at the, at the other one. I mean, how far apart are they? Uh, Almost an hour. Okay. Interesting. How well, is, is there? A, do you see a difference in like, is one significantly smaller than the other? Or are they both operated about the same capacity? Um, well, the one's new. We opened in November. So it's actually it's actually doing better than we thought. Um, but um, right now, I mean, we have the same amount of classes going. So which is in there's people coming in, you know. So yeah. But I think we probably have like you know it's a it's about the same size building, but we have smaller mat space. But we have like showers and stuff at that gym. Mm. And we just got really lucky with the building that we found. Uh, but anyway, I think we have like 45, 50 students. But you know the we like I said we got super lucky our overhead. Um, is like two fifty a month. So wow, two hundred and fifty. What? What? Yeah. Wow, two hundred fifty dollars a month. That's How great. is that possible? <laughs> well, it's possible because the, the the student that owned it um, trains at the Reading Gym, right? So we okay. we opened this one, and then he was just like, you know what? I just want free training, and you guys can just have this building. And his dad's like what? super wealthy on the building. Like, okay, oh, okay, they just don't need it. That's great. Wow, that's incredibly lucky. And well, not even lucky that you, you made that happen by being nice to that guy enough that he likes you enough to allow that to happen. So you're just a good person, I guess. That's what that means. (laughs) Okay. Last question that isn't stupid. There's a lot of stupid ones. Um, what do you think happens? What do you think happens after you die? Is it eternal oblivion? Oh, wow. Yes or no? I'd imagine it's three, three words. (laughs) Similar. Similar to a DMT experience. I would imagine it's similar to a DMT experience. Seems. Have like you it. had a DMT experience? No, but from what I've heard, it probably <laughs> seems like that's what it's going to be like. Tanner, have you ever had a DMT experience? Hell no! I freaking hate psychedelics. You don't no mess way. with. You don't mess with drugs. No. Huh. Okay. I, isn't it weird? Like I don't know. I don't want to get into it. All right, <laughs> that's, a, that's complicated. Yeah, that's the last question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's close so. it off. Uh, thanks Tanner so much for joining our podcast. It was the a man, pleasure Tanner. and it was good to hear your voice again. We haven't talked in a while and you're definitely welcome down at Legion. Anytime you want bring a crew whenever Sweet. you feel like it. Sweet. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Any, so, any shout outs real quick? You want to shout um, out, shout yeah, out Karen. Me, so you guys sponsors suck. <laughs> where, where can people find your gym if they live near you? Because I mean, a lot of people are probably looking for gyms, new gyms around this time. Uh, Redding, California. It's like two hours north of Sacramento. Two hours north of Sacramento. If you're in North North Cal, 
uh, check. What's the gym called? Rice Brothers Jiu-Jitsu. Rice Brothers Jiu-Jitsu. Google it. Go sign up there. Or you can follow Tanner the Ginger Rice. On Instagram? On Instagram. All right. Cool. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care, dude. See you later. Bye. Sweet. And wait, we got a shout out, shout out the sponsor. Oh yeah. Jugo, the card game. It's jujitsu in your pocket. If you guys want to check it out, you can check it out at the website. Jugoplay.com. Yeah. It's a cool game. Uh, it's super fun. And for some of you parents, this is probably the only way you'll ever beat your kids at jujitsu because they're probably way better than you. That's true. And they're pretty cheap. Uh, you can use discount code. There's a few of them. Um, I know Hinger BJJ is one, and I think it's uh, Mapburn 10 or just Mapburn um, for 10% off. So you can try those. Try both. Try all of them until one of them works. Cool. And I am just going to shout out my sponsors, Hyperfly, for sticking with me through the hard times, and Fighter's Choice for sponsoring the Fighter's Choice Fighter House, which is going to be an excellent project for young athletes who need some assistance. It was you who said we shouldn't shout out sponsors on the podcast. And here you are. Um, but I'm not, well, I think you're just getting desperate now. I'm desperate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just, oh, no, these, these are people I just want to give value to. It's not like I'm, I'm not obligated. I know you're not. Out. Yeah. They I'm just not, I'm actually not are helping me a I'm lot. Not, I'm and helping ob- a lot of other people. I'm not obligated to shout out to Tommy either, but I feel like I have to now that you did it. I mean, everyone's going through a hard time right now. Let's just fucking be nice. Be nice and shout out the people that we owe shout out. That was always my stand. What was, I mean, what was the issue? You're trying to steal my stand. That was always my perspective. You know, the difference, I think there was a different situation. It was like a weird conflict of interest with the instructional situation. You don't, would you own a supplement company or a? Actually, I do. What is it? I started one. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, I didn't, but I'm thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that's one of the easiest businesses to get into. There's no, Um, not a lot of regulation. I would just encourage everyone to support jujitsu businesses. If, if you can, any kind of jujitsu business, including like Jugo, the card game, including tap cancer out, uh, including the gi companies, you know, because without gi companies, we don't have gis or we don't have athletes, um, who, who can compete professionally. Yeah. And if you're scared about coming back to jujitsu, cause you might think that there's like, like do some research on the, your actual risk factors and see if you're actually in danger. Because it seems to be that it's going in the direction that fewer and fewer people fit into the high risk category or even the at risk category at all. So if you feel like you're worried about coming back to like contact sports or any your jujitsu, basically that's it. Um, do some research and assess your personal risk before you just like say it's too dangerous or it's you know totally safe. You should uh, figure it out for yourself. And if I know this was like a very controversial topic that we, we hit on today. And if any of you guys were enraged by anything that we said or didn't say, just feel free to write that down on a piece of paper and, and then crumple it up, and throw it in the trash. <laughs> pull it up and throw it away or like, burn it. You could burn it too. You'll, you, you're going to feel better for writing it down. If you're an internet troll and you're bored today and you're looking <laughs> for a reaction, just go fuck off because <laughs> we're just, we're just two bros and we're just talk to each other. And we don't really, we don't think we, we, we try not to think too much about what we say and the consequences of that, because I just want to live, you know, <laughs> I'm just a normal human and I don't want to have to like not piss people off on the internet. I just want you guys to just not t- talk about it. If you are angry, just keep it to yourself. Just hold that anger inside and just bottle it up and just push it <laughs> way down and just hold that inside you for as long as you can. Until, don't let, don't until touch it, me with until it. it explodes. Don't touch me with it. And anything political that you heard, like I'm being facetious. Probably if it upset you, guess what? I was, I was joking. So 
there's yeah. that. Just apply that to anything you're upset about. Cause I, I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other on any of those topics. Just give it a rest. Yeah, like so. give, don't message us about it. Cause yeah. And just delete all your internet accounts while you're at it and just don't engage with my content at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll all be better for it. Um, but for all the supporters that support me and Josh and support jujitsu, we love you guys. Thank you so and much. We don't give you, I know you guys are the ones that don't comment. I know <laughs> they it's, just, it's so true. You guys don't say anything, but you leave those little likes, you know, I see that like, and it's, that was all we're worth to you, but that's fine. Cause I know it's, it just means you enjoyed it and you just went about your day and that's what that means. And I do, so. app- I do appreciate all the nice messages that people leave yeah. the positive ones. Thank you guys for that. All right. Cool. Thanks for having me, Josh, on your podcast. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for being my co-host. <laughs> All right. Once again. Peace out, everyone.